The Bill Shakespeare Project presents This Week in Shakespeare for the week ending Monday, June 11th, 2018. Hola, Bardophiles, and welcome to the 200th episode of This Week in Shakespeare, a podcast brought to you by The Bill Shakespeare Project. And if you listen closely, you can hear birds chirping. It's, you know, beginning of summer. Anyway, this is our weekly opportunity to let you know about the latest and greatest in Willie Shakespeare headlines coming out every Tuesday, because Tuesday is Newsday. The goal here is to hit you with a quick blast, no more than 10 minutes tops, of bard-related news. Plus, we'll try to serve up some historical dates for what were the past seven days of the year. So, this week's news stories included... The Straits Times ran the story of Shakespeare's Globe touring to Singapore this fall with Twelfth Night, Merchant of Venice, and The Taming of the Shrew. The tour will also go through Austria, Spain, and Germany, but alas, not the U.S. American Theater ran the announcement by American Shakespeare Center of their first round of winners in their Shakespeare's New Contemporaries, an international playwright competition established to create modern companion pieces to each of Shakespeare's 38 plays. The winners are Amy E. Whitting's Anne Page Hates Fun and Mary Elizabeth Hamilton's Sixteen Winters or The Bear's Tale. The A.V. Club ran a clip of Ethan Hawke on Stephen Colbert's Late Show discussing Shakespeare. Backstage.com ran a pretty good piece on five keys to preparing your Shakespeare monologue. Great for my actor friends but useful for students as well. The New York Times ran a piece on two Shakespeare productions going on in the Big Apple right now, Shakespeare in the Park, Othello, or the Drunk Shakespeare Society in Times Square. Sign me up for the latter. NOLA reviewed All's Well That Ends Well by New Orleans Shakespeare Festival, running in the Big Easy through June 17th, calling the production a rare but frustrating play. And finally... Entertainment Weekly reviewed the new production of Henry IV by Shakespeare Center of Los Angeles. That's the two parts of Henry IV conflated. It stars Tom Hanks as Falstaff, and the review is an absolute rave. I cannot wait to see this later this month. The LA Times also positively reviewed the production running through July 1st, saying that this is a brave effort worthy of applause all around, and Variety also reviewed it, calling it magic. Now, let's take a look back on the last seven days and how they relate to Shakespearean history, both his and the history in his plays. On June the 5th, 1341, Edmund of Langley, first Duke of York, was born. Edmund was an advisor to Richard II, but resigned his post, siding with Bolingbroke and helping him usurp the crown to become Henry IV. That story appears in Richard II. Also on June 5th, but in 1607, Susanna Shakespeare, Willie's daughter, married Dr. John Hall in Stratford. On June 6th, 1977, actress Sophie Stewart passed away. She played Celia in the 1936 version of As You Like It with Laurence Olivier and Elizabeth Bergner. On June 7th, 1893, Edwin Booth, famed American Shakespearean actor and older brother of Lincoln assassin John Wilkes Booth, died in New York City. On that same day in 1394, Anne of Bohemia, wife of King Richard II, died without children at the age of 28. 
Richard's childless state made Bolingbroke's usurpation all the easier, and the War of the Roses pretty much an inevitability. On June 8th, 1376, Edward, Black Prince of Wales, died, most likely from a long-lasting case of dysentery. He predeceased his father, King Edward III, by a year, so that when the king died, he left the throne to a then-ten-year-old Richard II, and the boy was unprepared for the task ahead. And as we know from the second tetralogy, it doesn't end well. Also on this date, in 1831, Welsh actress Sarah Siddons died. She was a famous late 18th, early 19th century actress, most famous for her Lady Macbeth. On June 9th, 68 AD, Nero, the Roman emperor oft cited by Shakespeare, committed suicide. On June 10th, 1421, Henry V landed in France for his third and final expedition, from which he would not return alive. All of the events of the play Henry V occur before this expedition. On June 11th, 1456, Anne Neville was born, daughter of Richard the Kingmaker Neville. She married Edward, the son and heir to Henry VI. As we know from our readings, however, Edward was killed in the War of the Roses, and she would later marry Richard, Duke of Gloucester, and she would become Queen of England. Yes, she's that Lady Anne from Richard III. And that was your week in Shakespeare. You have been listening to The Birds Chirping and the Bill Shakespeare Project presentation of This Week in Shakespeare for the week ending June 11, 2018. For our blog and previous Twiz episodes, including links to the news stories we've covered, as well as the real Bill Shakespeare Project podcast, check us out at BillShakespeareProject.com. And we'll catch you next week. Shakespeare fans, need a poster to hang in your room? Teachers, need some nifty handouts for your students to peruse as you introduce them to the bard? Or are you just in the mood for some printable versions of some of the cool infographics found on this website? Well, regardless of how you answered those questions, I've got a scratch for that itch, a solution for that problem. Check out the Bill Shakespeare Project page on the Teachers Pay Teachers website. You can find character maps for Romeo and Juliet and Julius Caesar previewing the characters and their relationships to one another. I've also got geographical maps so your students can wrap their heads around travels within the plays Troilus and Cressida. Yes, even TNC gets some love. All's well that ends well as well. See what I did there. Plus Pericles and Othello. There's also handouts on the so-called history in Macbeth and Julius Caesar, time in Romeo and Juliet, and violence in Titus Andronicus. Also, you'll find entire packets of handouts for both King Lear and Macbeth, including scene-by-scene timelines and the interactions as well as relationships between the characters. And I'll be adding even more soon. Plus, this is where you can find the printable version of the new and improved periodic table of Shakespeare. Some of these are for free, and some are for purchase, but all can be found on the Bill Shakespeare Project page on TeachersPayTeachers.com. Oh, And if you want to purchase a pre-printed poster-sized version of that periodic table, well then head on over to the Bill Shakespeare Project page on redbubble.com. Links to both of these sites can be found in the left-hand margin of this website. (laughs) 